0: Gonna pop it in here for a couple minutes. I can say hello to you. Mr. Wanstead. Dave Wanstead.
1: Shane, wake up.
0: NFL head coach for 11 years.
1: The Bears came in here and Dave Wonstead There's a happy group of overachievers that have been well coached. College football national champion. A number of legends here tonight.
0: Dave Wanstead. Super Bowl champion. Dave Wonstead One of my, you know, really idols. Football analyst for NBC Sports Chicago.
1: You're all dressed up, coach? I am. I'm heading to uh, grandkids uh, Christmas concert tonight.
0: Oh. Yeah. We, we singing? We playing
1: instruments? What are we doing? No, I, uh, one might be singing and- and I think one's a camel. I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How did, just, how did they trade for the role? Well, he was, I think he was Joseph last year, so he uh oh. he, he was a star. It's kind of a, I, it's I kind of a, it's a little I, bit of a step down. I, six yeah. grandkids. I get him confused do, who's doing what, but that could that could be the game plan tonight. Me, something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's
0: only half. It's five. it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's our favorite time of the week. It's no coincidence that I made sure to work on this Thursday to be here with Coach Dave Wanstead. This segment with Wani is brought to you by Four Winds Casinos, your entertainment escape. at Spiegs and Gabe Ramirez and Parker and Spiegel. Salud, Coach. Good to see you.
1: Yes, this is uh, fantastic. Thanks, uh, guys. Salud. It's yes. Sean Sears, Sha- Tyler Ta- Beautybaum. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. I met Tyler. Everybody's Tyler today. Got a lot of
0: Tylers here, yeah. Big pile of Tylers.
1: Uh-huh. Yep. Uh,
0: Sean, um, Sean did a better job than Alex Kuhn at um, I heard making, about that. making this
2: beverage wow. happen on time.
1: He disappeared. He? he ran around. Didn't he, he quit.
2: And he quit because after that one, he did. He no longer works here. Is that Come true? On. No, no he's working the Bulls go. game tonight. That's
1: what, that's, that's so
0: good. <laughs> what the hell, man? But yeah, Alex, uh, he, he, he did not
1: do a good job. But here we can. We yeah, got we got you. a nice little taste here, and mm. uh, we are off and running. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, big week. Got a chance to get a get a win for the Bears. A lot of Christmas stuff going on. Uh, my grandson killed it as the camel. Tell he, us, he took the nativity scene to another level. <laughs> he, he truly did. <laughs>
2: 100% effort. Oh yeah. How uh,
1: many uh, how many humps on what? the camel there? two of them? Uh, no. You know what? He, no. The only... No. It was <laughs> brown shirt and brown straight, pants. Straight. That's it. <laughs> oh, just a straight
2: Oh, no.
0: He, yeah. He had
1: the... Uh, I got a picture somewhere. He has the... Uh, was
0: it like a camel head? Like or?
1: like the outfit, but with no, no back. You know, oh. just a normal... Okay.
0: One. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need a visual on that. Mm-hmm. I, I imagined, you know, the right. no, So, <laughs> nobody was riding him? Nobody's on top of the grandson? No. no. Okay, no. good.
1: Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, no. but
0: tis the season, you Absolutely.
1: know? Absolutely. Uh, all good. All good.
0: Um, good. Coach, I... Uh, this is it's it's interesting that we're here um, at a point in the week where we all should be focused on the Arizona Cardinals, mm. but it's it's hard to do that, isn't it? Because it's it, we got big picture stuff we've been talking about all season, and that's what everybody is is fighting to do. But tell me what it's like when you're eliminated from the playoffs, or you're on the cusp of being eliminated from the playoffs, and you're trying to keep a room. Uh, of players alive and engaged because we're wondering
1: what kind of effort and engagement we're going to see this Sunday. Yeah, well, I think we're going to see a great effort. I really do. Um, one, because uh, we, we got that type of team. We got a young football team, a team, a, a bunch of players that love playing the game. Uh, they're high-character guys. I, I think that Flus and the staff, that they relate to these guys – I think, you know, and, and when you get to this point in the season, it, it goes, you hate to say it goes a little bit of individual mentality, but it's true because now guys are either battling for future contracts with the Bears. They're battling for contracts maybe with another team. Uh, they're trying to secure a spot for next year. Some of these guys are trying to, uh, you know, get some incentives Maybe for a contract that they currently have, hmm. so a lot. So there's still, I guess, the point I'm making is there's a lot of reasons to uh, for the the guys to be excited by going out there and playing at a high level. You're playing at home. You want to get a win. I mean, you know, these guys do not like walking into the grocery store and you know with after a tough loss like they had, and and they feel it. Their wives feel it. Their kids feel it. You know, so. A win cures all that stuff. Even though they're not going to the playoffs, a couple wins here in December would do wonders for the uh, mentality of everybody, fans, players, coaches, everybody.
2: Yeah, like you said, the coaches, I think they themselves are going to put in a a ton of effort into this whole thing as well. And you look at a a guy like Lou Getze, I mean, you know, going up against Arizona, uh, coach, you know, 31st in the league in points against, 31st in rushing yards against, when you think about a game plan and going up against a team like this at this point in the season, do you say to yourself, "Okay, hey, they're bad against the run, so this is this is what we're gonna do," or is it, "Hey, it's the end of the season; let's try to open this thing up and try some try some things maybe we haven't tried all season?"
1: No, I, no, not at all, Gabe. But I think that um, I think you want to do what what you do best and what the gives the players a chance to be successful. You know, I mean, you don't ever lose; you don't ever put any of your goals or your ambitions as a coach ahead of the team or ahead of the players, because they see through that. They would see through that in a heartbeat. Uh, But I do think there's some things, that, if we play well, although I'm I'm to some degree in the minority, if you watch that film close, and I would sit down with anybody and go through that Cleveland game, we didn't execute like we could have. There were passes that could have been caught. Well-executed plays by 10 guys and maybe one dozen. Well, Tunyon uh, tony with the big drop well, early. That, that's one example of Of I can give you a seven. I went through it again. There were blocks. If we, if we halfway make a block, Justin Fields on that fourth and one is going to turn the corner, and he may, you know, he's going to, not only is he going to get the first, the way Justin is, he guy he gets ahead of steam, he guy may run for twenty five yards. And is Darnell yeah. Mooney trying to get a
0: piece yeah, of that. that yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I mean c- come on. You know, we we, we and, and I'm not pulling anybody in particular. I'm just saying that yeah, overall. Th- it was not well executed. Okay. The players did did not ex- and Cleveland's the number one defense in the NFL. We get that. It was not going to be easy. But there were plays to be made and and I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, and have some guy call in or some guy tell me that they are going to blame it all on Luke Getz. you're going to blame it all on Justin Fields that's not the case here okay last week's game there was a lot of guys had opportunities to make plays that would have made a difference and uh and they didn't get it done
0: did you get a chance to look up close at the Tyler Scott jet sweep on third and one and if you didn't that's okay
1: but like as I was watching it I couldn't figure out what the hell's going on because... We didn't block anybody. The guy just got completely turned loose. I don't know if it I thought it was a scheme that they were in that... Was kind of a weird defense. Alex you know?
0: Wright, the defensive yeah. end, is completely unblocked. Yes, just yes. steps up and swallows up Tyler Scott. Mm-hmm. Luke Getze talked about that play today. What he, it, what he say? Well, in an hour, we'll hear from Mark Roddy, and, we'll, and we'll hear it. We'll hear it then. Kay. He blamed execution. That's yeah. what reminded me. He blamed the players for not executing on that play. But I I watched the play a few times, and I could pull it up for you here at a break or whatever. Nobody blocks that guy, so I'm right. like, how is that on execution? If that dude is not accounted I, for, the guard goes in, the tackle goes out. That guy's completely unblocked. Steps up and bla-
1: and, I and like, smothers Tyler yeah, Scott. Yeah, I, I want to hear what Grody says that, that Luke said. You know, I really do. He he blamed execution. Yeah, uh, I then, don't then, see that. Well, then, yeah, because there was something that I I would I would say that I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Yeah, right.
0: Because uh, sometimes you're not accounting for a guy, and we've seen this with Getze before on what on the fourth and short that he did take accountability for last week with the right. DJ more with toss, the DJ right? more yeah. toss that there was right. a guy out there is like that's on me today should have been another day on that play where he should have said that's on
1: me and I don't think he did we'll see well I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump on board with you until I hear what he said okay. okay well that's fair well be listening to Mark Rody <laughs> one will. one I, hour from now I will I'm, all right I'm definitely going to but let
0: me, let me ask you about this coach um I saw this stat and like, I haven't been able to get it out of my head all week the Ravens mm-hmm Have outrushed the opponent Mm -hmm. in 13 games this year. The Bears have outrushed the opponent in 12 games this year. The other teams that are above 10 are the Dolphins, the 49ers, and the Lions. Those are some of the best teams in the NFL. Yep. And the Bears have outrushed
1: the opponent. 12 times. Yep. What is your takeaway? No big pass plays. Not enough big pass plays. Executing them. Execute. I mean, we opened up the game with a big pass play, and we don't get it. We go to third play of the game, the Tunyon, long pass play, and we don't get it. So we came out against Cleveland with the mentality that we were going to hit some big pass plays and try to strike quick, and we don't execute them. I mean – and, and you know, executing a pass play, and and I've been on teams that on both sides of the ball that 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 struggled doing it on offense, and then some teams that were explosive. And it's like when you when you start rushing the passer on defense, and you get a couple sacks, and then all of a sudden the next guy gets involved, and and then it, it, pretty soon it's say, well meet you at the quarterback mentality, and everybody wants a piece of that. They're playing confident. Uh, you start. Doing some things coaching-wise, games up front to give him a chance to get there, and it's called a confidence thing within a player and within a group. Right now, our passing game just and 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 half the time, Justin Fields doesn't have a lot of time, so he's getting rid of it maybe in his mind a little bit quicker than what he really wants to. Uh, or the receiver drops the ball. He or said maybe, that,
0: by the way. He said that oftentimes he was guessing against the Browns because the rush was there.
1: Yeah, like, you know what I mean? And, and that's so it's incomplete. There were seven passes I had that could have been completed there that were hurried or dropped or whatever. So y- you say, why? We're running the ball well enough. We're playing good defense. We are not making big plays in the passing game. And it's too damn hard to drive the football 80 yards in this league, you know, without having a penalty by somebody uh and and not making giving yourself a chance to make first downs and and you got to hit a big pass play in there you know you got to hit a 40 yard play in there somewhere gabe that's the
0: best answer i've gotten on that this
2: week yeah i mean we've been talking about it a lot you and i speaks and i think you know a lot of people would say that big pass play could come as a result of a of a play action right leaning into that run yes talk to me about like obviously you know you look at the three running backs none of them had over you know 6 7 carries didn't really amount to much. Roshan, that first run, at, or excuse me, that big run before the end of the first half. But what is that mentality like where you become defeated and saying, like, I, I, this is not working enough where I'd rather just pass the ball? Like, take me to that, that point for yeah, a coach. Well,
1: I said this last week on this show. I'm sure Danny would never remember but Spiggs probably remembers. <laughs> Damn. Uh, uh, I, uh, I said it sitting right here. I said, this is going to be a week where it's going to be like running into that wall. Okay, because of the defense where where they play. It's not going to be easy. But the key is to keep doing it. And don't worry about not getting a four-yard run. Get two yards, and it's going to be two yards, and it's going to be two yards. And then you got to take some shots, just like you said, Gabe, on some play action and stuff. So it didn't surprise me that we didn't run the ball for – a lot of yards. Nobody has, you know. What I mean, so that's that. But it
0: would have been fine if they hit some of those big shots.
1: That's all, coach. Hit those two in the beginning and go up seven, nothing, or or ten, or whatever. So, so wait,
2: wait, were you were you a fan of the the big play on the first first uh, play of the game? Yes, because you know against the Vikings it was the same thing. You know, you knew that you were going up against a the team that had a really good defense. Yeah, G- his mindset was we're gonna we're, we're still gonna even though we know what they're gonna do we're gonna try to you know beat them over the top. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, we, we.
2: I love hearing this. because got fast enough guys, better.
1: and you, you got confidence. They're not expecting it. That's the last thing they're expecting. So, you're hoping to get a, all you're going to get is a step on these guys. I mean, everybody thinks that we're going to have guys five yards open. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, guys, <laughs> you, you got to hit those guys. And it falls on the quarterback, and the receiver is going to have to make some mm-hmm. contested catches. You know, this isn't not uh, where one, this isn't. It's God. a tough league, isn't it's it? A, it's really a
2: tough league. No, no, man. no.
0: It, man, it's like the the margin for victory. The margin we see for. see a week in and
2: week out. Whoo, one score games.
0: And, and also just like play to play. You see a great play. There's always a dude right there in the picture. Absolutely. absolutely. Very seldom you get anybody wide, Troy, wide ass We had open. Troy
1: Aikman on the morning show once, and he was talking about two weeks ago. When the Bears played Monday night. And he it talk- was here. We had Troy right here. Oh, we had Troy here. Okay. Come on, Coach. It was and a big deal. Uh, we fought. you. we had to make sure right. you gave us that's Troy. Right. That's right. That's on right.
0: the morning show. That's right. Listen to that. It
1: slipped my mind. Tyler,
0: record that. What send that? it well, to. Well, Tyler. we had Jimmy on
1: the morning show. We had Terry on this show, on our show. Yes. Right? Okay. And oh, then yeah. we I had guess, Troy. We had Troy on this show. But you think it was the morning show? Because no, no. that's
0: who you care about the most. I did. That's why I said Spinks remembers. Yeah.
1: Danny's. He's so. <laughs> He's watching, what's he watching, Syracuse in a bowl game tonight? <laughs> playing FIU or somebody? Uh, this is great. South Florida? He's living his life. No, uh, you know, let, let me just talk about this, because I said something on the morning show okay. about Justin Fields, and some people got bent sideways.
0: Coach, I was going to ask you about this. For anybody who doesn't know, because I heard, I didn't realize you had said it. I've been uh, off hell, for a couple hell of Hell yeah, hundreds. I said it, and well, I'm going to say it again but here. D- but Dustin ahead. said it first. So Dustin said it early that morning, and then what the, when you said it, uh, the internet exploded. People got very, very crazed about it because you essentially said, you correct me if I'm wrong. Go ahead. You said that
1: Justin Fields should not play another snap this season.
2: If if they're
1: going to trade, trade him. If there's a big, I said if, and read my quote. Okay. Because I have I mean, been a Justin supporter all along. I love his toughness. I love his work ethic. You can make plays. Let me pause for a second so you can chew on and swallow your pub mix because I care about Why you. Why did not you bring this out? <laughs> I told you I had a Mr. Beef at lunchtime, <laughs> no,
0: and you no. bring this out.
2: It's the a holidays, a- Coach. A-class service here. Yeah,
0: yeah, holidays. You get everything.
1: Um, so, anyway, so you've been a Justin guy. Yeah, but- I've been supporting him all along. Okay, now, one thing that I have been saying is, is that I have to – what separates quarterbacks is in the fourth quarter, your team is down by ten, and you've got five minutes left, and you got to you got to score twice. And we saw uh, we needed a field goal against Minnesota, and we got it, won the game. That you know, but I haven't seen enough of that. And he's, you know, I and, and I hate to say this because I, I this is not I, I support Justin, but in the fourth quarter. The guy's tied for like the most interceptions over his career, you know, like eighteen or nineteen interceptions. I mean, he's got as many as anybody that's played quarterback. And this year, he in the fourth quarter, he's uh, he had uh, eight. The point thing in the last three minutes, I just got this today. We six games, it's been an eight-point game, and he's seven of twenty, no touchdowns and three mm-hmm. interceptions. Okay, what does that tell you? That tells me that I'm still waiting to see is he the quarterback that can bring us back when we're down, because that's the NFL. That's going to happen, okay? We see it every week. That's the only thing that I'm uncertain of, of Justin. But I, I love everything else about this kid. I really do. Hmm. But But that's a big thing. That's a big thing. And the other side of the coin, is I don't know a darn thing. I'm not overly excited. You know, the old thing, okay, get rid of Justin. Well, who's going to take his place? That would be my first question. Right. Are y- you going to put the friend you going to put your everything in on uh, Caleb Williams? Maybe, I don't know. I didn't evaluate him, but I know I've heard enough. I'm talking to people all over, going back to Gonzaga High School Mm -hmm. in D.C. where he went to school. So I'm talking to people. Or Drake May, Or we'll we'll get there. Drake May, which I don't know even less about. We'll have time to get there. Okay, even less about. My point is, I don't know if these guys are Peyton Manning. Okay, so there's one scenario where, okay, you've made up your mind. This is the point that I was making. If you made up your mind that, that Justin's not the guy, and I said, then don't play him. Don't get him hurt and lose your trade value. Uh-huh. That's why, you know, let, 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 uh, what's his name? B- Bajan play and forget about it for three games. But, or the other thing is, he is the guy and let's just press on and, and get a good supporting cast around him. Or the third scenario, which no one's talking about, you could trade that number one pick, probably for a couple ones. So you're still going to end up with at least two ones in the first round. Take a quarterback later on. You're gonna be a guy, I don't know, the LSU guy, the McCarthy guy at Michigan. There's gonna be quarterbacks there. The kid at Washington or Oregon State or some Washington. Michael Phoenix. Pen- Pen- you're gonna get somebody down the road. Go next. Yep. and you got Justin and this guy. Right. And then if you don't like Justin, you trade him. Okay? I mean, so there's three different scenarios that can happen here at quarterback. And right now I'm 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 not getting on the table. I would like to get on the table for Justin, but the the end of the game stuff. It concerns me a little bit. I'm being honest with you. Uh, It concerns a lot of people. I would like to get on the table for one of these young guys, but there's nothing that I've seen yet, and I I haven't been nearly – haven't done the deep dive into them yet to say that they're going to come in and be the franchise and take us to the promised land. Maybe they will. I don't know. But the third scenario, too, is to keep Justin and trade that number one pick for a bunch – and um, get your quarterback. And, and take somewhere. a quarterback later, and then you decide is Justin the guy compared to this guy or not. And you can trade, well, trade there, any of them. There's you no, can trade either one of them if the guy's a first round pick, but there's not a, if he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, there, there's
0: there's an awful lot there from uh, from Coach Wanstead here on Parkins and Spiegel. It speaks and Gabe Ramirez. A um, couple things. One, Mike Mulligan has been saying a lot, and I think it makes some sense. You don't have to make a decision until it's time to make the decision. Correct. So you got these 3 weeks and so it would so it, you know I don't know if Ryan Poles has not made the decision that is the big question I feel like in my gut if you were to ask me speaks do you think they know what they're doing and I've 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 followed everything that they've said publicly I'm talking about Poles yep. talking about you know you know Getzy, and I've been assuming that Poles and Geesey are at least a little bit in communication.
1: Oh, 100%. Every day. Right? Every day. Every practice, everything. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So that's important cuz it's not just polls and eberfluous, it's polls and gets you. Oh, when I was at when I
1: was at I was at OTAs and practices and and Ryan's out there walking around watching okay. every drill and so, and when practice is over you walk up and he's talking to Flus, but you walk up and say, "Boy, you know, had a I like the deep ball. We had a chance on that deep ball or I I really like, you know, you you talk about it or something, you know? So I don't think you can watch these two years and come to any conclusion
0: about Luke Getze, other than he doesn't really love what Justin Fields brings. Like I, I, there's something that it doesn't work there with Getze, and fields, and it's not the kind of quarterback that Getsy would choose. He's, when he started last year, he didn't run stuff that fit him. He pivoted because that's his guy. When he started again this year, he didn't run stuff that True. fit him. True. And he pivoted because that's his guy. And now here we are, and all the little things we've heard, is he taking accountability? Is he not? Is he throwing fields under the bus? Getzee doesn't believe in fields. So if Poles and Getzee are aligned,
1: that makes me think that, yes, they've made their decision, and Poles has made his decision. Well, Troy Aikman, remember, that was one of the questions I think you asked him on the show. Do you think that from your – I mean, you know, he was with with the Bears for two days and following them and watching every game before the Monday night game, and, and I think Speaks asked him, you know, do you believe they made a decision? He says, I don't know for a fact, but I kind of think they probably have. You know, that was, right? I think that was exactly. And, and, I,
0: and, and I think they have too. So that gives your idea. If they have made that decision and they believe they're going to trade the guy and draft a quarterback, or they believe they're not going to keep going with the guy, then you sitting him actually makes more sense than people want. But that's hear. just,
2: that's a PR nightmare. Let's be very clear.
1: It's a PR nightmare, yeah. but it's from a business standpoint, if the guy get if you're gonna move him and he gets hurt and blows his knee out, now he ain't going anywhere. <laughs> and you're paying him uh and and you screwed the kid too. You know what I mean? I mean let's I mean let's let's be fair with Justin too. If now if they want him, fantastic. I'm all in. Let's go. But if you're not Let's be fair with him, too, and, and try to do something good by him, you know?
0: He's Coach Wanstead I'm Spiegs. That's Gabe Ramirez. This is Parkins and Spiegel. One more segment with Coach, and we'll get his picks next segment as well, right here on 670 The Score.
1: Dave Wanstead. And I'm always available unless I'm doing something. Uh... With
0: Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. Our favorite time of the week. Happy holidays to you and yours. Happy holidays to Ryan Porth and Mitch Rosen, our suits, our bosses. And happy holidays to Dave and Jan Wanstead and all the girls and all the grandkids. And to you, Gabe Ramirez, as uh, Spiegs and Gabe are Parkins and Spiegel today. Lots of good reaction, good conversation about... um, Wani's first segment. I want to ask you about a big, big play in that Browns game. Go ahead. Because it speaks to Matt Eberflus and you, obviously, a defensive coordinator and then a defensive-minded head coach. Did you step up and call plays as defensive coordinator as a head coach, either in Chicago or Miami?
1: (laughs) My first year, year and a half here at Chicago, I did both. Okay. Yeah, so I've done it. So you've done it. But that's kind of when I – well, that's where I would spend most of my time. Sure. As far as watching – the practice tape and sitting in and all the meetings uh, a little bit more with defense as, yeah. a, as a head coach. You know? He had a
0: good long answer when asked about his connection to the offense. I think it was Monday and he talked, it was a long answer, but he did admit at one point in there makes for some long days for me, but that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, I mean, that that's just the way it goes. So I can't imagine, but on that third and 15, he's been very aggressive as a blitzer since he took over. It seems to me anyway, as a layman, and on that play, he blitzes a couple of extra guys, and as it turns out, Justin Jones drops into coverage. We now know that it was a great adjustment by David Njoku. We saw that it was Justin Jones. He was supposed to stop. And Joku was supposed to stop as he crossed the first down marker, but in this instance, he said, oh, I think I'll just go ahead and run by Justin Jones, and I bet Flacco will see me, and they adjusted made a big play. How out of
1: character was that blitz call? For what Matty Brefflus has been doing, I don't think it was out of character. I, I think the thing you got weigh is the time, and the situation in the game. The time in the game, are, are you willing to do that? You know, with the game on the line, that was the only thing I had with it. I, I like the pressure. Flus has done a good job with that. He brought the safety, brought the linebacker, dropped the lineman out, and I think what he, how he described it in his press conference right afterwards, was right on point. He was expecting Flacco to feel the pressure and get rid of the ball quick. And when you get rid of the ball quick, you're going to break up and make the tackle, and they're going to end up, you know, not making the first down. But Flacco ended up retreating deeper away from the pressure. So, in other words, he just kept giving ground, giving ground as we were running after him, and he's got a strong enough arm. He's a big guy. And as you mentioned, the tight end of Joko, he, rather than stop— he sees a defensive lineman there, so he just drifts on by him, you know? <laughs> this guy?
2: This guy's going to cover me? Oh, yes. Yeah, right.
1: and, and Flacco. And then the third part of it is that Flacco's got enough experience and awareness to to know that and see him. And, I mean, there's been a lot of receivers open on every team that the quarterback never sees him. You know what I mean? So, And he holds the ball, and he tries throwing it, and and it's incomplete. So uh, I, I think it was Flacco. I think it was the tight end. Uh, had a lot to do with that. Um, have you been in those
0: shoes where you blitzed on a down and you regret it? But yeah, it just kind of yeah,
1: yeah. More times than I probably wish I would have. Re- but but I've always believed in this: when the game's on the line, it's about plays, not players. Okay. Mm. Okay. Reverse it. I said that. Okay. Wrong. It's <laughs> a, it's about players, not plays, and you can say that for offense and defense. And what I mean by that is. You know, I used to tell my coaches, hey, when the game is on the line, I want our players to think fast. Clear mind means fast feet. Cloudy mind means slow feet. And by that, I mean I want to do something that we know that we are going to execute at a high, high, high level. And let's give our players a chance to make the play uh mm-hmm. and that would be the only thing and I'm not going to second guess anything cuz I think Fleuce has done an outstanding job outstanding with the defense but in that situation you know now you're you're kind of you're you're hoping a couple things happen uh rather than just turn the guys loose and maybe play cover 1 don't bring 6 maybe bring 5 Mm -hmm. If you want to bring some pressure and that way you've got a coverage guy covering every eligible receiver, particularly the guy that was their leading receiver, you know, so that would be the only thing that, you know, hindsight that, and I'm sure Flus is thinking that way, you know, but, but that was always my belief. If we have to get the ball to somebody and the game's on the line, it's about players not plays get the ball to the best players we have to give them a chance to make a play this is not a time to experiment our game the game's on the line
2: and it makes sense and it's exactly what Fluce actually was talking about right he said uh in the game against detroit hey fellas i'm gonna call out of base packages mm-hmm. you guys need to be players out there and i'm gonna let you guys know that in advance this is what i'm going to be doing because like you just mentioned coach you have to have faith in your defense to be able to execute at a high level well so what, what what better to know instinctually than a base package as opposed to sending some guys in certain situations? But I like the fact that Flus talks to his defense and says, hey, what do you guys want to run? That would make me feel good as a defender knowing that you know the head coach cares. Like, I'm sure you probably had more eyes on you when you were doing that year and a half of calling defense where guys understood, like, this is the coach and the defensive coordinator. I really need to be plugged in. And aligned with what the mentality is for this defense as a whole.
1: You know, it's interesting. When I first became a defensive coordinator at at the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, I had like five guys on our defense that were older than I was. And I, uh, my middle linebacker the first couple years was Jack Del Rio. Okay. I'd coached him at USC then. We got him signed at at Dallas.
0: He played at Minnesota for the Vikings for a long time. Yeah, because
1: after we made him a a star. Yeah, you did. He was cut by the Chiefs. He was an outside outside linebacker. I moved him to the middle with the Cowboys. He was he, a real good middle linebacker. He was tough as nails. I know great he was. leverage and smart. You yeah. had you
0: had a lot of him. You had you had Zach Thomas.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, let me finish my story. So okay, slow down. I, I just wanted. I wanna I want your top three <laughs> middle yeah, linebackers you've ever uh, okay. had. Okay, and so I and Ray Horton was our free safety. Yeah, he was. Ray was a coordinator in this league in for in Green a long Bay time. for a, a great, long time. Long time. Okay. So every I would put the game plan in, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and we him the two of them and myself would come in an hour before the Saturday practice, okay? And we would sit down and we would go through the plan and the plays. And Ray would say, "Coach, if we check, if we do go to cover whatever here, we got to be careful of the outside corner. You know, I, I don't know how confident he is about handling Jerry Rice, you know, or whoever. Okay, I, I, you know, not Jerry Rice. Nobody would be, right. but, yeah, that, you know, as an example. And then yeah. Jack would say, Coach, if they come out and I'm balanced, we're sliding here. Well, I don't know if I can get that call quick enough. You know, I mean, that could be long. So we would go through there, and we would, I would, I would chalk it up a little bit Saturday morning, and those things would be out. And I just trusted those guys that they not only were smart players and knew the scheme, but they knew what these players were saying on the field and in the locker room. Huh? Better than I would. In other words, the guy goes in and one guy says, "Man, I hope Coach Coach doesn't call that blitz, <laughs> yeah. and I got to co- got to cover spigs. <laughs> I can't do that." Yeah, you know no, I mean? who could? Who but could cover me? Were, but nobody. No, no. but, but
0: Coach, this is awesome. So, this so, is... I, so
1: I love that part of it that they were giving me what our guys. Because otherwise, it's chaos. I would never walk up in front of the defense and say, okay, you guys, what do you know like? Oh, I know best. Oh, do. They're going to get 90 different answers. How great
0: it. is this, Gabe? This is how coaches are supposed to listen to their players, and he's talking about players that became coaches. But, I, but This is how we're – no, yeah, hold on, Picking coach. the right brains. Okay. I got a question. I got a question. Go ahead. So give me the best players that you had, either at Oklahoma State or Pitt or Miami – or in the NFL, at Dallas, Chicago, or the Dolphins, the best players you had that became coaches because you've had a lot of them mm, who boy. have become coach. Best players you've had who you might have had interactions like that who became coaches in the NFL because you just name dropped Jack Del Rio and Ray Horton. Bernie
1: Parmalee's still a coach in this league yeah, somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah, at Bernie, oh yeah, yeah. You you, you got you I got a lot Bar- of guys. I gave Bernie his first job at the Dolphins. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's assistant special teams coach, but. uh uh, oh, I don't know. Just right here. Andrew Janoco Andrew was my backup quarterback for four years at Pitt. Could he have been the offensive coordinator? Just We were talking theor- about this earlier. Theoretically.
0: Coach. No. Hold on. Just wait. If they fired Luke <laughs> you did that six why. weeks ago. Hold on. Getzi was on
1: my staff too, so I'm not going to go there. Yeah, but on, no, no, that's not what, what I'm asking. That's not what I'm
0: asking. In Buffalo, they fired that offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, and Brady. Has has helped Buffalo reclaim their identity and be what they are, which is a lot more running plays and, right. and whatever. So, it, if Getsy had been fired, theoretically, could Janoco have stepped up oh, as sure, an Oh,
1: Sure, yeah. Jano you know, Andrew got started with uh, you know his he was with North. He's he's got a great background. He started off with North Turner, you hmm. know, I mean, who's one of the better offensive play callers in in football, and so he's got a great background at, from where he started. He worked with the offensive line. He worked with tight ends. You know, right now, the offensive coordinator at Indiana, Bloomington, was Signetti. Mike Shanahan was a receiver for me at Pitt. You know, Tino Sinceres, his passing game coordinator. Tino was my quarterback at <laughs> Pitt. Uh, Nate Bynum was my starting tight end for four years, one of the best I had. He's the tight end coach at Stanford. Uh <laughs> Wait, I'm, 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 I know I'm missing a lot. I'm here.
2: sure
0: there's a lot
1: of guys that uh, got into coaching. I'm well,
0: coaching. the, the Janoco thing is is fascinating because sometimes I wonder what might have happened. Had How the would the play calling in? be
2: different?
1: Jason Taylor's coaching the D line at University of Miami. Is it really? Oh, good yeah, for him. Yeah, he, with Mario Cristobal, he took a job there. Wow. Yep. Yep, Larry. Larry Izzo was was with me. He was my hell special of a special teamer. Guide. Yeah, he's the team's guy in the league somewhere. Larry. In New England too, right? Miami yep, and yep, New England for yep, Larry Izzo. Yeah, yep. we could do this all day. With Wes Welker played for me. Wes Wel- Welker was yeah. on the street. Rick Spillman came to me and says, "Hey, we got this guy. Who can catch everything out of Texas Tech." I mean, he had been cut. He was on the street, and we signed him at the Dolphins, got Wes Welker started. He's receiver coach for the Dolphins. Now. Yeah,
0: well, a lot of people don't remember. He was a good Dolphin before he was yeah. a great Patriot.
1: I don't know if – Leon Lett. Leon was our defensive lineman. He, I think he was with the Cowboys, assistant defensive line coach. I don't know if he still is or not. But, no, there, Kenny Norton was my be- – Kenny Norton was my linebacker at the Cowboys. He played all three positions. There you go. Kenny was a coordinator for a long time at Seattle. I think he's at UCLA or USC now.
0: In San Fran for a while, too. Yeah, so, look yeah.
1: at that. So that, that that might be the
0: answer. There's a lot of answers we could get from Coach Dave Wanstead. Coach, you're the best. It's time for you to make some football picks.
1: Can I talk football
0: here for a minute? It's time for the Four Wins Forecast with Dave Wanstead.
1: Put your mouthpiece in because here we go.
0: Presented by Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo and South Bend.
1: Okay, I'm going to start off with uh, I kind of like Jacksonville over Tampa. Even though Jacksonville is – has struggled the last couple of weeks because of Trevor Lawrence being banged up a little. I think they gotta come back. This is a critical game. Uh, I like them over the Bucks. I like uh, the Steelers. There's so much controversy in Pittsburgh. They play Cincinnati in Pittsburgh. The terrible towels will be out somehow, some way. Mason Rudolph, the new starting quarterback out at Oklahoma State, he finds a way to get it done. Uh, and then I'm going to go to Seattle. I like what Seattle's doing. You know, they, they lost a couple times. Their schedule, they played Philly and Dallas. They played two or three brutal teams in a row. Big win last week against Philly. Uh, I like Seattle this week to win. And then my last one is the Bears. I'm on the Bears. Uh, I, I really like the Bears, Yeah. Uh, you know, against uh, Arizona. They're at home. I think the Bears are the better team. You know, contain and get after Kyler Murray, and uh, we're going to have a victory Monday. That would be lovely on a Christmas
0: victory That's Monday, right. Coach. That's right,
1: a Christmas victory Monday. Merry
0: Christmas to you and all of
1: yours. Same to you guys, babe. Yep. Thanks for coming in. Good to see us. You. You're here, Spiggs. Love right. you. I, Thanks. <laughs> I am. You don't have to ask questions. I You have the thing. Come on. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler, come on. Come on. I'll, let me come in here and do that. We're Spiggs. There, it, there is. it is. There it Good is. Good job, Tyler. I'm right here. Spigs is here <laughs> running the show. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, you're the best. TuneIn is
0: the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock
1: at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word.